So today we're going to be interviewing KJ Woodland, who is signed with Wilhelmina Los Angeles. Thank you for coming, KJ. Thank you for having me. He's going to tell us his experience and his background with modeling, how he got signed, and pretty much what the experience is like as a model. So I wanted to first start by asking, how did you become a model? Crazy story. I just finished playing college basketball. Didn't really know what I was doing. I was at a cookout. My mother agent scouted me just from taking a picture with one of my mom's friends. Met, her, met him in Beverly Hills and he got me signed to Wilhelmina the next day. So was that in Los Angeles or was that in? The cookout was in Los Angeles, yeah. But you're from? Vegas. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So you were out here for a basketball thing and you got discovered? No, I was out here for a cookout. Oh, for a cookout? Yeah. Okay, okay. Who's cookout? My aunt's. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. In Beverly Hills? No. In Century City area? Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. LA, basically. But the thing is, I didn't get scouted until I got back to Vegas. So when he asked me to meet him in Beverly Hills, I just booked it back out here, mm. met him, and then he got me signed the next day. Had to sleep in a motel for the night. But he found you where then? Do just a picture of- On Instagram? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got discovered then on Instagram. My aunt's friend's son models for IMG in New York, and he was in the picture. So he reposted it and then Nice. He found me. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? What was like your first thoughts? Like, because you said that you were playing basketball before this, right? You went from yeah. high school to play basketball. That was what your future was, right? You thought you were going to be a basketball or what yeah, was I played. I played college. Okay. So I played two years and then I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And this kind of just fell in my hands a little bit, but I didn't have an Instagram. I wasn't like a big picture guy. It just took, took me about like six months to get like comfortable behind a camera. It was definitely a hard thing to do. So as a basketball player being asked to be a model, was that weird for you? Because I know like, you know, being a basketball player, it's a little bit of a masculine thing. Yeah. And then being asked to model, it's like, the heck? You want me to take pictures? And we look pretty in front of the camera. What are you talking about? Yeah. How was that transition for you? Like, was it a was it an instant? Hell yeah! And did you always kind of think I kind of look good in front of the camera? I'd be a good model. Or was it like yeah. you had to process it? Like, what was your what was going on in your mind? The transition was definitely hard because I was worried about my peers, like how they were going to see me because they've never seen me like that. So it was definitely something I just had to get used to. But I didn't know who Wilhelmina was. I didn't know anything about like modeling. Like once I signed with them, I thought it was kind of like a scam. Told my mom about it and she was freaking out. Mm. And that's when I realized like, oh shit, this is kind of big. I didn't know it was something so major. Right. I thought, I didn't even know modeling was like a job or anything. I was so out of the loop with like social media. Right. And once I got started, that's when everything kind of changed for me. When you did get approached and when you got signed, how much information did you still have about that process? Did you like know anything like, okay, I got signed, but what does this mean? Uh, so my mother agent kind of guided me with that, but I didn't even book my first job until three months in. Mm, so it took a minute. Yeah. Were you testing at least in between? Yeah, I was doing tests. I was paying people to do test shoots. Was this through your mother agent or through, through, Wilhelmina. through Wilhelmina? So yeah, once kind of just getting started paying for tests and later on, once you get like established, you really never have to pay for tests because people just want to collaborate with you. But like in the beginning, it was kind of a struggle just because I just moved out here and didn't have any money. I was sleeping at my best friend's sister's kitchen floor. Kitchen floor. Kitchen floor. They didn't have a living room? Kitchen floor. I promise you. <laughs> Just, they're like we have a living room with carpet but you're sleeping on the kitchen floor man it was it was terrible they didn't even have like none of that either because they just moved in and mm. she was just like you can just stay and um i just had like you know those little like blue mattresses mat basically yeah basically like that that's what i was sleeping on damn for 10 months until i got like really established got my apartment and so when you were signed and like for the time frame that you were here in la all of the money that you made was it only from modeling or were you doing anything else on the side and even like up to this day like has modeling always been your full-time job or have you had to make money doing something else funny story so when i first moved out here her roommate worked she was a manager i guess she got me hired there so i was working there for about four months and they fired me because i would always have to like cancel just in case because i had auditions to go to okay. and all of that so they didn't want me to be around i guess and then literally a month later i'm shooting for guests oh wow mm -hmm. that's dope so everyone was like hitting me up and was like oh wow like you're doing it like 
congrats and it was it was pretty cool to see it was funny how like it kind of just went full circle with that moment right it was pretty cool how much was your first job for guests my first job forget that was a guest job was that your first that job that was not my first job uh, what was your first job adidas oh damn yeah. Adidas is your first job yeah. nice that's not a bad first job it was it was great too it was like uh it was a commercial kind of thing to where i was supposed to just be like the supporting cast around lunchtime they switched it all around and made me like the hero so, so it, was a, I, it was a commercial like a like a national commercial type of deal yeah which was like a very like surreal moment like, that's like a very important big kind of a job yeah i think it's the most amount of money you can make as a model is a actual national television commercial right um it varies you can make a lot of money that i didn't even make a lot of money on compared to like some of the jobs i did to where i was like how did i get paid this much money that one was are you comfortable with saying how much you got paid for your adidas my adidas i think that was thirty five hundred dollars okay mm -hmm. and that was for like day usage or was that for um i can't even remember usage and all that stuff i didn't know anything about that like my first probably year getting into it oh because you were a new face at that point also. yeah you were getting they were hiring you on the new face fee yeah so it was my first my first ever job so i was just happy to just be there and then my second job was nike and literally after that everything what was, was the nike thing and do you think that a lot of the reasons why you got more work in these kind of fitness kind of commercial brands was because of your basketball background at all or what do you think it I think was it was just my look You're just i think perfect. just something different beautiful huh? <laughs> just something different you know like yeah because we are hair. talking what year we're talking we're talking 2017 18 oh, 16 19 um 18 2018 end of 2018 my first job was november 2018 oh nice mm -hmm. okay and then it was a month of me not working until december where i, where I booked the nike job so then, for the first how many months six months you said from your first from your first job to your second job so i moved out here august 2018 didn't get the adidas job till november nike and december. that was only 3500 and then nike in december that was just ecom ecom based models i mean base jobs are 2k and they flew me out to portland never been to portland before uh took me around like the nike store nice did you watch the movie i Air? didn't i you, heard it was good you didn't i didn't watch it Wait, were you the one that said that you didn't watch it because you didn't show michael jordan or something oh no i would okay. still watch it someone told me that mm -hmm. so okay so then nike and that was just Nikom. and then when did you shoot for guests i got fired from guests after christmas but at this so, time you were working as a model for that one job building your portfolio and then also working at guests yeah okay so that's where your other income was mm -hmm. when you were first out here yeah. so you were working as you were modeling and building up your portfolio mm -hmm. can you explain too, like when you were doing these pay test shoots did you pay out of pocket or did you pay through the agency as like through your account through the agency okay and because I, I couldn't afford it can you explain to like how that works right because yeah basically from my understanding the agencies have an account where if you need to test you you'll pay and then you'll pay them back when you get work from yeah. companies and jobs right that's exactly how so it goes basically and what was like the average rate of a test shoot you were paying for then if you remember um it depending on the photographer but about like three to five hundred bucks usually and like now I'm at the point to where I probably won't pay for a test shoot. I would be open to like helping like pay for like a peer space or something like that, but I will never pay like 300, 400 bucks for like a test shoot. But I feel like you have to get established a little bit before you can kind of, I wouldn't say it's arrogance that I have, but it's like- <laughs> No, I get what but, you mean. It's like what I was talking about them earlier. I would never go, I would never, sh I would never do photography for free. Yeah, like <laughs> just never do it. Just... Once you get to the point to where you like respect right. how you work in. In your experience as a model, when you were working with these photographers, how fast did you develop? You know, people are going to be watching the shoot that we did earlier today, mm. and they're going to see how well you moved in front of the camera. You were pretty confident. You moved. We weren't awkward or stiff. So, at what point and how fast did you learn to do that? You came from playing basketball, and then all of a sudden, this guy knows how to model in front of a camera with ease. What do you think? helped made you better and stronger as a model yeah because i remember the adidas and nike i was definitely very stiff i was very nervous i think after i shot my first campaign where i was surrounded by models who were like very established a hundred thousand plus followers and i was the only one who was like a thousand followers and they kind of helped me to where like they were giving me sort of tips and telling me like i have the look giving me like a confidence, confidence boost. I feel like that was where I kind of like took off because after that, when I tell you I was working like nonstop for like four or five months, I was 
making a lot of money like in the beginning of my career and then i would assume then that watching and observing all these other models then that is what helped also make you yeah. improve kind of like observing and seeing how other people that you're working with are moving do you feel that as a model you've been able to become more confident like how has it affected your self-esteem and your confidence just generally in your life yeah like it's crazy because i was never like a confident like person i wasn't the type of person to just like now if i see somebody who looks good i'd be like hey you look pretty like that's just how i am now like before too nervous too shy like never really approached anybody like i would be too scared to even ask questions to another model like now it's just like if i see you i'm going to say something to you i feel like my social skills have just boosted just being a part of this life that i and forever grateful for. I think it's a very big thing for people who are, who wanna get out their comfort zone. I was very like comfortable and once I got out of it, it was just like, damn, like this feels good. Like I could be like this at all times instead of like this shy little boy who wants to just stay in his like safe house. Now I look at everything that I do. Like if I feel comfortable, I wanna go out and do something to where I feel uncomfortable. Cause I feel like that's the only way I'll grow in my life. As a basketball player, did you not feel the same way when you were playing in front of people? Um, um, so that, that was like, yeah, that's different. So Good question though, right? Cause yeah. I would think that there's a similar feeling. Cause I feel like if yeah. you're being watched and you're playing this game and all these people are cheering for you, it gives you that confidence. It gives you that like rush. It's similar to when you're in front of a camera because all mm -hmm. eyes are on you and you're having to like lead the direction of the shoot almost in front of the camera. Yeah. It's so weird. Cause were you like, bad at basketball? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's so weird, like, because, like, when you ask it, like, when I play basketball, like, everything is kind of just, the crowd doesn't bother me, like, everything is kind of just dark besides, like, the court. When I do modeling, sometimes I still get like it today to where, for instance, this past week, I just did a commercial. We had a shoot downtown, and I was the lead for the commercial, so I'm the only one doing the video for it. People coming outside, taking pictures of me, coming up to me, asking, like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? I kind of got overwhelmed by it because it's just like, damn, like, people actually care. Like, I'm not, like with basketball, it was just like the crowd just yelling stupid things to you. Like, with the modeling, like, when people see you actually doing stuff, they want to be, like, your friend. They want to be, like, a fan. They want to, you know, they want to support you compared to like basketball it was like either or i mean i guess it's still either or with it too i just haven't reached the point to where i have like bad people haters yeah i don't have yeah. i don't have a lot of those but i guess i know what you're saying you're basically saying that as a model it feels more personal like people care about you because they're yeah. drawn to to something that's literally about you mm -hmm. whereas in basketball it's about the game it's about the team and about the hype and it's yeah. not about really you it's about the game mm -hmm. basically right so which is actually interesting because i think that it still isn't about you because they don't really know you even as a model exactly. it's just about your look and maybe mm -hmm. they like the way that you look but it's still not about you because mm -hmm. it's not really gonna be about you until they know you essentially yeah but it's closer and so it feels probably more like oh this is cool and mm -hmm. stuff right i imagine was it always that good though like were there some downsides to modeling in your experience yeah um the hardest part is just like you can have like a bad day what does that mean what's a bad day look like as a model um, well, I'm saying like a bad day, like going through like a breakup or going through like a passing in your family and you have to go work, put on a smile on your face for eight hours and you don't want to be there, but you have to be there. Um, I've struggled with that numerous times, but it's something that you have to just kind of fight through. That's the hardest part of it because you can't go into work with a bad attitude. You have to be presentable so that they want you to come back. Right. So if you're going through something, you have to like mask it all up and make sure that you're on your A game, even if like whatever's going on is really affecting you. And I've had that happen numerous times and it was just like, it's draining a little bit. But it's not like exclusive to modeling. That's everybody, right? Yeah, that's, that's everything. I mean, I feel like it's just so different just because of like working at guests. If I had like a bad day, I could kind of maneuver to where I don't really need to socialize Like you don't people. need to smile when you're feeling sad, yeah. basically, because when you're being hired, you have to look happy and look yeah. like the part and stuff. That makes sense, too. I guess, I guess that could be... Ecom's a drag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's eight hours of just changing clothes and doing the same positions, the same smiles and being friendly with the camera people and the creative directors behind. Like you have to, just so you could be able to come back. To right, that and that's job. what I teach them too, is that you have to be able to have a switch when to be on and 
off mm -hmm. and being on doesn't necessarily mean that you're being fake. It just means that you're being what you need to be in the moment in order for you to get people that are working with you to have a good basic review. Because mm -hmm. I, I liken a lot modeling as a business in this course where like for me as a photographer, I have a Google reviews and my clients write me Google reviews. And so not that you're intending to manipulate habits so that people write a review, but you're trying to offer an experience by offering a service as a model mm -hmm. so that people want to bring you back and tell people good things about working with you essentially. So that's exactly what I ensure that models are understanding that they have to do if they want to work more because that ultimately yeah. leads to, to more jobs. And I'm sure for you too, like making the money is makes you happy. You yeah. know? So what is what would be like the lowest paying job and the highest paying job that you've made as a model? Uh, lowest one time I did this like event. I was like the guard person, but they wanted like a pretty face because it was A-list celebrities. You were a security guard? I was basically, <laughs> I, I was a security guard, but like I had like real security guards around me and I was letting people in like Zendaya, Damson Idris, mm. um, Al Pacino. I was doing that type of job, but they just wanted like a pretty face to be at the door. I think that was 900 bucks that I did it for. Damn. But my biggest job. Well, with, how many hours was it? Uh... So that was seven like, hours. Oh, it's like one fifty an hour or something like that. Something like that. I don't like know. That. I can't do One twenty-five. One twenty-five. But it was still cool because I yeah. got to see. I got to see Zendaya in person. Like that's kind of crazy. So. When was this? This had to be last year. Oh, okay. It was like a YSL event. So you're not above oh, working no. any less rate than you've worked before no. why do you think that is are you humble more humble than other people i feel so like, <laughs> or or is it, it just because like you kind of understand that as a model you really have to make sure that you make as much money as you can because you never know when you're not so a little bit of both so it's like for me i feel like i always want to put myself in like a room surrounded by like good people being Today's. at that event yeah like imagine like you just never know what could happen you know i'm going there and they're like oh i like your look like right that's true it didn't happen but i went out of my way to do this job just in case no you're right it's like seeing it as you're getting paid to potentially have more opportunities for something exactly in the so that's not a bad way to look at it actually mm -hmm. but then the money thing like there's definitely dry seasons for modeling this past summer dry for me so it's like usually summers are dry for me because it's a lot of swimwear stuff and i have a lot of tattoos so sometimes a lot of job or a lot of brands want clean looks not too many tattoos summer's dry for me so i have to kind of manage my money pretty well for when summer comes up try to just make sure that i'm taking care of above comfortable because mm -hmm. i don't want to be just comfortable and then fall fall down the, the right. rabbit hole of like being stuck in a position that i can't get out of but at the same time you never know what kind of gig you'll get to where i can make the money back with just one gig so it's kind of just like a modeling's great just because of the aspect of you could not work for however long and then one day you could just get like a job for like 4k and it's like that's all the money back i think that's the best thing about modeling I mean, acting's like that too, um, with residuals right. to where you get checks randomly. I know with the commercial that I just did, I'll probably get checks randomly until they stop airing the commercial. So it's just it's stuff like that. So I definitely do jobs because I, I, I want the money. Like I don't want to just stop hustling, you know? Going back, because I do want to mention your tattoos, mm -hmm. but highest paying job? Uh, Supercuts. Supercuts? Wanna guess? 50K? Oh, damn, I wish. <laughs> 12k 12k okay yeah. like i had a friend that shot with beats by dre and mm -hmm. then so like sometimes you get for the first year and my brother also did a commercial for pine salt so he in total of five years or like four years made like forty-five thousand in total so is that mm -hmm. how some of the companies you've worked with have been where it's like in that one year that you got the job you got paid one payment but then when you add up all the residuals it ended up being a total amount yeah um so let me rephrase that then so then it was 18 thousand because they wanted to reuse it so they paid me an extra 6500 on top of that uh, like a year later okay so within the two years your first job was 12k and then you got paid the next year 65 so about eighteen thousand five hundred. yep nice so that was like sometimes i might just be chilling and my agent would text me hey they want to reuse your pictures you're getting paid three thousand dollars again and it's like okay shoot cool yeah <laughs> that's dope okay now going back to your tattoos well number one i think a lot of models concerns is like hey i have tattoos like are they gonna want to use me because i got tattoos but you're working right so yeah. did you have all of those tattoos when you got signed and then well, yeah okay so what was your experience with tattoos yeah so i had none of this um 
and I didn't have this. All I had when I first started was this tattoo and my chest tattoo. It's pretty normalized now. You can book work with like Nike or I shoot a men's warehouse a lot now. And you would think that they're very like tedious about those things, but they're really not. They think it's cool. They want to like engage the youth and everyone loves tattoos now. So it's not that big of a deal as much as it used to be. Back in the day, it was, I think I really started when tattoos were starting to get more normalized. Mm. So I got kind yeah. of lucky with that. Do you think that you would be working more if you didn't have tattoos? No. You think you'd work just the same or less? I think maybe less. I think my tattoos kind of bring more out of me. And I feel like as long as you don't have any like stupid things on you, then you're completely fine. I know I know a guy who has tattoos from his neck to actually his head all the way down his body who is one of the biggest models in the world. Mm. So it's like as long as you're not putting dumb things on you and just trying to be like like if you have like a lot of skulls and stuff on you or like any like guns and stuff it's like we don't want him right, right. we don't want we don't want to have that but you did show me to our audience that there was a brand that photoshopped your tattoos off yeah that was crazy i've never <laughs> had that happen to me before like that was old yeah. baby yeah and they they paid well they paid very well and when i got there they were like we love your tattoos like is that one new is they were just talking to me about my tattoos and then i go on the site and they're all gone it wasn't even my arms and you could tell like the discoloration from my wrist yeah. down so you've been signed to wilhelmina for how many years five five years mm -hmm. okay and throughout all of these years how have you maintained because number one a lot of models usually switch agencies after like their first two years yeah but you've stayed with them for five <laughs> how why i think i'm lucky enough that they don't have a lot of people that look like me on their board but at the same time you kind of get lost in the board so when i'm having like a dry season or whatever i'll make sure to talk to my agent i'll make sure to text them like hey what's up what's going on anything coming up any castings or anything like that i'm never i was afraid of that but i'm not afraid of that anymore i mean you're always allowed to do it but i'm just not scared to do it anymore yeah and if i want to push for something i'll text them and be like hey make this happen for me hey can we do this or so i feel like that's how i kind of maintained it i don't see myself leaving them unless i'm not working at all but i haven't been there yet so i mean I love them. They're they're great. I have a total of three agents out here in LA who are part of in, your team. Keep in touch, even like through Instagram. If I post my dog, they're like, oh, how's Casp? You know, your Instagram, like what you're like doing. Like at one point I was doing a lot of boxing classes mm. to where like I was getting castings for it, like all of a sudden. So like if you kind of show that and the main thing that people look at now is Instagram. I mean, they look at the board to see you, but they're going to go click your tag to go make sure like what you look like now and what's your recent updates. So you have to kind of keep your Instagram rolling. You can't really. And how good are you at keep committing to that? <laughs> I'm not the greatest. I'm not the greatest. I'm not gonna lie i hate the aspect of social media to be honest with you i hate going out somewhere and having to bring out my phone and yeah. make sure people see what i'm doing i hate that i like to just live in a moment but like that's been my biggest struggle modeling's going towards the direction of what audience can you bring so it's like i'm not somebody who has like hella followers there's some jobs that i do miss opportunities of because i don't have a lot of followers for instance i was going head to head with this dude for louis vuitton he had 120k followers mm. Had 6,000. I understand why they chose him. Once he posted it, his fans go see it and then they go on Louis Vuitton. So that's. Do you think though that they paid him more because of his followers or they would have paid you both the same? I don't know. It depends because I've definitely been on a job to where I've made more money than someone who had more followers than me. I asked that because that model would have been stupid to have posted that post and not get in, not, not have gotten more money mm -hmm. from them for that post. Yeah. And that's what I teach in this course too, because I'm like, look, when you post for a client's job that you did, that is because you decide to want to share and you like the photo. But when you have a following, you have to consider the fact that you are publishing and promoting them to your audience, which mm -hmm. you can charge an additional fee. If they're hiring you for a job, they're paying you for the job. They're not paying you to post. Mm -hmm. And so you have to consider that a part of something you offer. Hey, I can also post this for an additional 2K, 5K or however much money mm -hmm. that you're going to charge and stuff. Because that's something that you probably didn't even think about. Like, I wonder if he made more money, like if he charged, or maybe that model didn't even think about like, did he charge them more for that post? Sometimes because, they do ask. Because if that's the case, it's like, then why, if I was a brand, why 
bother wasting either or if they're not going to post then i'd basically just have to look at you guys for what you guys are as opposed yeah. to your followers and stuff but i worked for a clothing company we chose someone that had more followers versus someone that was probably the better likelihood model yeah because we were at that time a, a smaller brand and we needed the publicity mm -hmm. and we assumed that she would post we didn't ask her to um she did but if i was the model and i'm like I, I would like you should have charged you know for that post yeah. because you couldn't you shouldn't be doing like the free advertising unless you really like them and like you really believe in but you know if they're louis vuitton different situation yeah what is the most in a year you've made in modeling oh i don't know because i i do a lot of gigs like on my own i wouldn't advise that but <laughs> why not I, you can get in trouble for that you could definitely get in trouble for that i do talk to them about that so yeah so like out here in la if i work in la i have to make it go through my agency and i don't do that sometimes just because it's like why do that my agency is going to try to upcharge them a lot more which might make me lose this opportunity that i can just have and they can just pay me straight up so that's why it's kind of hard because well i'm not asking how much money have you made being signed as a model but just i'm saying like in total like i'm trying to think like because I work through New Book, right. which is a modeling app too, to where I'm I make a good amount on there too. This is exactly what I encourage models is like, you have to see modeling being signed as they are a part of a team that are helping you bring in revenue for the business that you already run. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't mean that you should stop making money for yourself. Yeah. It means that they just help bring in more money and revenue from one end, but you should still figure out how to bring in revenue on another end. And yeah, you want to do that within compliance of the contract that you have with them. But that's why you also want to negotiate better. Like the only reasons why contracts like this exist is because people kind of accept it and they don't like to challenge it because most models are dumb in most cases it's better to bring a job under your agency if you're newer if you already have been in, in this business for a while and you know how to advocate for yourself mm -hmm. there's no need for you to go through your agency for finding yeah. a gig because it's like why i already know how to advocate for myself i can create my own agreements with these brands and they found me directly because of what i built on social media this agency didn't do anything for me so why mm -hmm. am i paying them yeah. you know so that's my mindset and i think that that's fair because i'm teaching models here fair business and so what i think it's fair is if your agency is bringing you that job then yeah you definitely want to go through them for it or if you feel that your agency is going to increase your rate so that you make more money and they're going to advocate for you and you want that protection then bring that job through them but if you did all the work why would i be paying my agency for yeah. it like i would have an argument with an agent like why would i be paying you for something that I got mm -hmm. like you didn't do anything for it. Well, yeah. it's in the contract. Well, that's why people have to be very smart with how they approach contracts and stuff. Or you just don't tell them. I mean, most cases people will do that. Just tell them it's for your friend and they're gonna leave you alone. That's what I do. Yeah. So it's for my friend, for my, friend. For my cousin, yeah. you know, for your sister. For, yeah, <laughs> I do that all the time. That's literally my excuse. If they ask, I don't post if I'm working like without them because then it's like they'll have the reason to ask. So I kind of just keep it on okay. the low. Right. But I've had a moment to where the brand I guess one of my agents followed the brand or something and he was like oh how'd you do this or how'd you get into this and i was like oh my friend's a photographer and he asked me to do it for just like a couple hundred bucks and he was like oh okay yeah so it's like stuff like that but if i'm doing like i did a puma job by myself and i was i was scared shitless because mm. i was like damn if that kind of takes off a bit I can, get, I can get in trouble for that one because <laughs> yeah. this is a big brand when it comes to like these little brands out here just la has so many different brands out here right. everyone's has a clothing brand basically so when you're doing like the little brands you can get away with it but it's like the big brands like you might want to be a little careful but i i know people who have in their contract to where they find work on their own they could go do it which is non-exclusive contract i think it's what it's called yeah i think it was just me just not knowing right. about it and just how long is your contract is it two year two year two year yeah so you're on your first year so of the much. second or the, the third contract yeah today's podcast is brought to you by me Brandon Andre. If you're a model who wants to become a working model, then you need to enroll in my model masterclass today. In my online class, I teach models how to make more money by showing them how to manage their careers as a business. From getting signed, to building a portfolio that gets you jobs, to building an audience on TikTok and Instagram, then monetizing it, to learning how to win the favor from your agents and casting directors, to learning how to brand yourself on social media, and how to learn brands and brand deals to increase your income as a model. Getting signed doesn't mean you'll get work, but learning how to run a business does. So enroll my model masterclass now by going to my website at brandonandrephoto.com. If you were to summarize your modeling career from the good and the bad, would you encourage someone else to follow your same footsteps or would you tell them to do something differently? Oh, that's hard. 
that's very hard because I feel like with me it kind of just fell into my lap so I didn't really have to work too hard to get to it as to like when people ask me like can you get me into modeling sometimes I kind of just don't know like how to really approach it my best advice is a mother agent and trying to have them help you find it and now it's gonna be by Brandon Andres how to be a model master <laughs> yeah so <laughs> now we got this yeah. you know my footsteps is just it's so different than anybody else's i feel like everyone's gonna have their own journey with it and if you really want to go for it you have to like that has to be your plan a like the one thing that i try not to worry about is like a plan b if you try to just focus on what you want strive for it i, I think it'll all come into fruition as long as you're putting effort for it so yeah it's just your own journey you know so to answer the question would you encourage someone else to follow your same footsteps or what would you tell them to do differently so you're saying i don't know what i would tell them to do <laughs> I just feel like everyone's journey is different. Like my journey was like, I got, it got handed to me, right. you know? So it's not like I had to go online and go but that's, do I guess, research. The beginning of it, right? But you've been on it for yeah. a while. So like throughout your journey, like, are there things that like, oh, okay. learn, understand a contract? Like, I wish I would have known the contract uh -huh. better ahead of time. I wish I would have done research so I know, uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like you've had any traumatizing experiences as a model, which it could be because you do a lot of commercial stuff. Well, I don't know. Have you had traumatizing experiences as a model? We, um, we are very open about the realities of the dark side of this business where yeah. people do a lot of weird stuff, photographers. Have you had bad experiences where photographers are weird and you didn't know how to handle it because you didn't know to expect it? Yeah, there has been. Like when I first started, um, kind of just thinking like that was just like, that was modeling. Like when um, they'd be like, you want to do an underwear shoot? I'd be like, okay, I'll do it. But then there's moments to where like photographers will take advantage of that and be like okay what do you think about nude and then i was like nude and then they'll press you and press you and press you and that's when i realized that like some photographers just like they want to see how far you'll go for men it's like you okay to do shirtless are you okay to be in your underwear then are you okay to be nude they kind of like test you to see where you, how far you'll go and i've had that experience to where i was like no, I don't want to do it. And then he was like, why not? Let's do it. And I was like, I'll pack my bags right now. Like we could finish this shoot, but I'm not doing what you're asking me for. And I feel like a lot of people kind of get stuck with that to where they feel scared about it. They- And that was when you were signed already, right? Yeah, I was signed already. And did you bring that up to your agent? Like, hey, this photographer asked me to do something I felt uncomfortable with. It was a photographer that I did on my own. Mm. So it wasn't through the agency. It was just me testing with somebody who DM me. He was a very well-known photographer. There's a lot of very well-known photographers that are just like weird. I won't, I won't name drop this guy, but he's like Cardi B's photographer and stuff like that. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, I'll shoot with him. It's a scary, it's a scary How did business. you feel like you had the confidence to say no? It's just like- I mean, at the time, I was still new. So I still had that like masculine. And how, like, how old were you? Uh, 21. So I still had like that masculine side of like from basketball to where like, I was like, like for me, I was like, I will beat your ass right now. <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah. that's how I felt. And like now it's my whole different person it, with a mind, with a different mindset. Right. In and, hindsight, did you, could you tell that he would have done something like that by the content that he was producing? No, that's so it was, it was crazy that he kind of flipped the switch because like even with um like we're the photo shoot was like just a bunch of like designer clothes and was it then, just you and him uh we shot twice so the first time it wasn't just me and him. always the second time second time it was just always me and him time. so i thought i trusted him you know and then he was like it was so weird like i still remember it of just him being like let's do it and i was like no he was like do you want to get loose like we can get a drink and Ronaldo was like no <laughs> like i'm okay i why would I drink for a shoot? So it's just like they, they try to play mind games with you and they and try to be your friend. And You've never had this experience with a photographer that came through your agency? Only nope. through the ones that you've done on your own? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And that never happened after that? Like you've never encountered an experience like that after? I don't think so. I don't think so. I just, I've heard stories of like girls. Girls have it the worst. I've heard stories from girls, but I've heard more stories from male models. Like really? horrible, so like the fact that you've only had one experience is pretty shocking because mm -hmm. throughout the last 10 years that I've been in this business, like I only hear the worst stories. So you've had it pretty good. I feel like people are like intimidated by me because I just, I'm so like just, I got RBF. <laughs> like it's, it's I like how you said that as your face was twitching. <laughs> In terms of community and having a social life, has it been easy making good lifetime friendships with the people in this business who you actually feel love and care about you? 
No. I mean, there's a few people to where I could be like, he's a friend or vice versa. It's hard to make relationships out here for sure. Everybody wants something from you. I figured that out like once I started modeling, it was just everybody asking me for this. I had people asking me for like money and people asking me to help pay their rent. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I don't even work yet. Like you guys are asking me all these questions and asking me for all these favors and I'm not even like established. Like in LA too, it's like people fake it till they make it. I know people who wear a bunch of designer stuff, but sleep on air mattress. So it's like, I try not to surround myself around those people because I'm definitely not that type of person. I mean, I wear, I'm, I'm wearing like $15 sweatpants right now. Like, I'm just so humble with it. I don't need to fake anything about myself. So and humble. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so many people are like that out here and you surround yourself with them, you'll tend to end up like them. Right. And that's the worst thing you could possibly do for yourself out here because then people like me will realize it and don't want to socialize with you. Right. Yeah, I will flake on anybody who's like that. Name some of the brands that you've worked with in your tenure. Ten Name some of the brands you've worked <laughs> with as a model. Um, from Nike, Adidas, Men's Warehouse, Skechers, New Balance. Who? Riri. Oh, yeah. How can Savage Fenty. That was my favorite job ever. Um, I literally worked for an hour and I was gone. Damn. How much was that? 4,000. Damn. For an hour? For an hour. Shoot. During the pandemic too, right? 2020? Yeah. They literally just threw me in there, put oil on me. We took pictures and then took group pictures when I was out there. I DM Rihanna. For that job? Mm-hmm. You straight up was like, yo, get I, me in. I DM. And did she say, okay? She never replied, but the next day, my agent was like, hey, Savage Fenty booked you for this week. Damn. That's, that's kind of crazy. Cause like, not gonna lie, I was just drunk. <laughs> And I was like, I want to work for Rihanna. She's got like her Fenty stuff. And yeah. I DM'd her next day, my agent, literally next day. So that's when I was like, so she saw it. Yeah. Like, Rihanna saw it. And then I went to the makeup artist, her, it's her personal makeup artist. And I was like, I DM'd her and she got me this job. And she was like, she handpicked everybody here right now. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Damn. So that was a very like surreal moment. Yeah, you know? that's dope. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Any more cool brands that you've worked with? What is some um, of like unsuspecting <clears throat> brands or companies or like jobs you've had? Like, okay, buckle. buckle. <laughs> They're still around? Yeah, that was, they flew me out to like Tennessee and mm. um, I had to like shoot in like a old like barn bar, which doesn't like fit me, but you know, I guess it works. American Eagle, it's a that's, that's a great job. That's unsuspecting? Oh, well, no, I wouldn't say unsuspecting. But that's just a great job. I don't know. I feel like every job that I kind of work is kind of like my, kind of goes hand in hand with me. Yeah. Besides like Buckle. I feel like that was kind of just like rare. I was like, Buckle. What work in your modeling career has been the most consistent? You know, because you have the campaigns and then you have the e-com. So what would yeah. you say like you do regularly pretty much? Ecom. Ecom? Yeah, but I hate ecom. I hate it. It's so, it's a drag. And depending on who it is too, some brands don't care. They want to get the hell out of there too. So if I'm just going through it, which I usually do, we can get through the day by like lunchtime. Other brands, you have to leave at the specific time of your eight hour day. So Does that mean that you make the same amount if like it's an eight hour day that they're hiring you for, but you wrap up in four hours, they have mm -hmm. to pay you for the full eight hours? They pay me for the full eight hours. So sometimes some jobs are like, nah, he's going to stay here for the full eight hours. Those are the worst type mm. of people. Nike's like that. I hate working with Nike sometimes. <laughs> Cause they'll have me sitting around for like three hours just on my phone. And then they'll be like, okay, let's shoot these. And then you can go. Mm. And it's like, I could just shoot them right now and be out of here. Right. But they're very tedious on their time. Okay, so of these jobs that you've done with all these big brands, how long did it take for you to actually see the money in your bank? It all depends. At first, it was like, it would take like a month, month and a half, two months, sometimes three months. But I'm at the point where I learn like, I check my statements regularly to make sure like, if I work a job, I'm gonna see when it gets entered into the system. And then I know it shouldn't take more than a month. And I press my finance people about it too. I haven't got paid for this job, it's been three weeks. How long is it gonna take? They'll let me know, they'll update me. Another good thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can ask for like an advance of jobs. Oh really? If they're taking too long. Sometimes it's not the agency's fault. Sometimes it's the brand's brand? fault. Who, who you ask the advance from, the agency or the yeah. brand? The agency would just ask the brand. save you the money. Oh. 
Got it. And then whenever they get it from the brand, um, I think that's, they charge an extra 5% though. It's really nothing. So basically like cash advance from a credit card. Yeah. Oh, is there like a dashboard for you to log on for you to check like statements and stuff? Or like, how do you no. navigate? I just email the finance person. And they send and you a statement. she sends me my statements and then. See, this um, is what these agencies are so old school. They don't even have like a dashboard for their models to log should. in. to pay out. That'd be so much better for them. Agencies will hold on to your money as long as they can. They make more money doing so, holding it in their own account. It's like new people getting in, they'll hold on to it as long as they can, unless yeah. you're not asking about it and a lot of people won't ask about it i didn't ask about it i was just like i guess this is how it goes and then once i learned that i was like oh no like you have to be persistent with it you can't let them do that because they'll they'll do it for as long as they can and how did you learn to demand your money someone told you or you just realized yeah. i need the money no my my friend he told me uh he's been modeling longer than i have and he was like you need to just email them like it's your money you did the work already so don't feel bad about asking them if you feel that they're annoyed by it it's your money so don't be shy in the corner about something that's yours right. basically you already worked for it you already did yeah. the work and stuff yeah that makes sense okay so as a model how many runway shows or magazine editorials have you done and do you think that those jobs make up the entirety of what it is to be a working model i've done one runway show for who guess guess where at their facility out here um, it was just, um, I think his name's Paul Marciano. Oh yeah. He just wanted to like showcase his stuff in front of everybody. That's the only runway I've But that wasn't done. like a fashion week thing? No. That was just... I honestly don't see myself ever doing that. It's a lot of hard work for little pay. It's like a 12 hour day for like three to 500 bucks. You just going around in a circle, changing real quick. They work you like a dog. And I don't think I have the capability or... Desire? Yeah, I just, I do not care for that editorials they're cool you don't really get paid for those it's just to get your your look out there like i did gq for china mm. oh really yeah oh. and it was like just, a spread yeah it was just it was cool like i didn't get paid for it but it was like you cool. can say that you were in gq basically yeah yeah editorials don't really pay the main work is e-com and campaigns and commercials now e-coms where you get consistent money that's where the consistent money is campaigns you, it's hit or miss if you're going to be able to get those they got to really like you for you to right. get those. Because they want to enjoy working with you. Yeah. And commercials, same thing. And how old are you? 26. 26. So how much longer do you think you're going to continue to be modeling for? How many years do you think you got going for you? Um, you know, it's crazy. For men, it's a lot different than women. Women, you kind of hit the 30-ish mark. You got to kind of decide what you want to do. For men, I could probably keep going until I'm like 50. You really can because I was on all of these modeling agencies' websites when I was doing some of these modules. And you go to the men's division and a lot of them are yeah. older. Most of them were older men. And I was actually really surprised. I was like, damn, yeah. these guys be working. I don't know if these males, male models are working full-time as models where they're able to like survive and build off a whole family with the income that they make from modeling. Or if they put money into investments and then they model on the side. I would like more transparency on that you know, for models that have been in it for a long time. But in your case, there's really no end for you because you probably aren't going to age. You don't even look like you've aged since I've seen your old photos. So yeah. you're probably going to be in it for a while. In terms of how consistent the income is going to be and how much money you're going to be making, it might obviously fluctuate. So let's say modeling finishes for you. They're like, you know what? We're tired of you. What would you do next? What would you be your next move? Or where do you see this going for you? Uh, so I'm at the point now to where modeling is a little repetitive for me. Oh, you're above it now. Okay, shoot. It's just, you know, shoot. I want, like, I want something different. Oh. And I'm using it as a stepping stone to get into acting now. Oh, okay. Nice. But to go off of what you were saying with like, you don't know about the like how much money they're making and stuff. I was told that once you hit like 28, 29, 30 for men, it's like that's when you get like the colognes, more suit companies. So you get you get like the bigger brands of like that aspect. Like for me, I'm still like the teenage phase. So I'm getting like Tilly's or Old Navy jobs like that. So I feel like it's just different like levels to it. I feel like it doesn't it doesn't stop depending on who you are. And also like with commercials too, like I could be a dad or something like when I'm older. Right, and, yeah. You know, so that's that's why I feel like I, it, it's a good it's a good living. I think you need to have multiple incomes for sure. I've been fortunate enough to only just be doing modeling. Which brings me back to my original point. If you remember, what would you say like your average then of a year or of others? Cause people wanna know like, can I live off of modeling? 
Yeah. And and not even just can I live, but can I thrive off of modeling? So in like in your experience in your career, at least one year being a good year, was that consistent throughout all your years as a model? Has it progressed every year? Has it been different? Some years low, some years high. You know, what can you tell us? It definitely fluctuates. Um, I think my first year, I, I, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember. But I made a lot of money that year because it was just of, um, I was doing more campaigns because I was just a fresh, I was a fresh face. Nobody has ever seen me before. And it was just like, we want him, we want him, we want him. We'll do it this I, way. Over 50K for your first year? Definitely. Over 80K? Maybe just by a little bit. And now it's like, it fluctuates. Like maybe after that, probably went down to like 70 maybe after that it probably went down to 60 but i was doing my own stuff to where it probably added up back to 70 to 80 which around. is really good considering the fact that if you can pull off i mean if you can pull off an extra 30k from modeling but you have another thing that you're doing yeah that's a good extra thing to do because modeling doesn't take a lot of time 30k in a modeling in a model's career can be made in like a week with a year's, you yeah. know, work year, a work year, and then like you're doing anything else and you can be making an additional 50K and boom, you're making 80K from yeah. modeling and then doing something else. Yeah. So you've chosen and a lot of models choose, which is not what I advise people to do, to only have an income from modeling. Mm -hmm. But if you had another income, if you had another thing that you started, you'd be making, probably have a lot of money. I know. Which... And I feel like that was just like the laziness of me. I, I, if I can go back. That's what he would do differently. Is that's it? what I would do differently. <laughs> yep, there it is. That's yep. what you do is, is figure out what other thing you can do to make money yeah. on the side are you investing your money do you like are you having plans to like do you have any investments like i'm teaching models to do <laughs> yeah i mean i have um i was fortunate enough to know this one model who turned into an accountant mm. and now he he opened an account for me with the roth ira and an nice. individual account that's what i said roth ira retirement plan yeah for you because we don't we don't have those opportunities right you know so i was fortunate enough for that i try to put a lot of other models into that too just because i mean you just never know what could happen. That's about it though. I don't, I used to try to get into like stocks and I lost my money and I was like, never again. So I haven't been back to that. <laughs> Income wise though, like you're expanding out into acting. That's mm -hmm. another thing, which is a good thing because it can make you more money in the long term. But are you planning to do anything outside of like, you know, a lot of models go from doing this to also doing like real estate or personal training or like, you know, your yeah. typical, you know, do you see yourself needing to do anything else? Would you like to do anything else? Like, do you have like an aspiration of making and achieving more money and just having modeling supplement that journey to reaching like 120k because modeling brought in 80k but then this thing brought in 40k mm -hmm. so you know do you have a, a plan for that i've thought about real estate because it's one of the if you look presentable and know how to talk make any you can make a lot of money i have a friend who he was actually on set with me for buckle this was two years ago he was never in real estate he got into real estate and now he's on selling oc on netflix damn like just because he's a pretty face like i said in the beginning i don't want to try to have plan b's i want to try to like make my plan a like my full focus so i try not to worry about that because i feel like if need be i can handle it so i i don't i don't think about the different things that i should do just in case something bad happens you know in business and this is what i teach in this course too um you don't think about failure or plan b and those who only see what i'm suggesting as that have no idea how to manage money mm -hmm. but in business there's this concept called an exit strategy where at a certain point in a business people plan to sell their business so that they can no longer like there's a whole concept of okay the first thing is you have to work to attain an income and then you take that income and you create a business that's making you money but then you grow that business so that you can eventually sell that business and then have live off of the money that that business made you mm. right so there's like different layers to wealth building and that's like one of the concepts is an exit strategy so basically a lot of entrepreneurs build businesses with the exit strategy in mind so that they can have the valuation of a product be at five million sell it off and then they're just living now and they don't mm -hmm. really have to like do anything right so i don't like the concept of plan b i like the concept of an exit strategy because you never know where this goes yeah. and ultimately you want to be in a position where you're making where you know you can make money elsewhere so that number one it funds your creative joy of doing this because then you could do projects without needing to do it based upon i need money yeah i would reframe it as an exit strategy especially because which i guess for you is beneficial the pandemic right the industry didn't shut down for you and you still made i was very lucky yeah that was so because that hit a lot of models it hit hard i my my ex 
she was in like a model apartment and they like closed everything down. So I had, she had to live with me. So it was like, damn, I didn't know like, it was gonna turn into like all that. Like for her, she wasn't working. For me, I was working. Mm. So it just varied on different people. I was very fortunate. And it's crazy because you can't predict it. And I think that's what people have to be very mindful of as a yeah. model is that you cannot predict how your look is gonna be received in the business. Yeah. You Your look has been received pretty well and you're working, you know, and a lot of people just can't predict it and stuff. But, oh wait, let me ask you before we wrap up because this what? is probably what people want to know. So you're a light-skinned black man with tattoos and freckles mm -hmm. in this business, okay? How has that mattered to you as a model? <clears throat> I just asked the biggest question of this entire conversation. So to really like, ooh, it affects a little bit. Like my, when I think about like certain jobs I get, you know, like sometimes I feel like when I get these jobs, I'm just black enough compared to like my dark skin friends. Like for Buckle, we went to the, the casting together and my dark skin friends were there and they were like, we're not going to get it you're gonna get it. I was like, damn. Like, it's not It's not like a good feeling sometimes because like, I'm a part of that community. They see me as like enough, you know? So it's like, I feel like that's the only downfall. Like when I think about it like too deep, but I mean, I'm making my money, so I don't really, you know. <laughs> so you're like, you have a little bit of sympathy and feel bad yeah, because I mean... you're getting the jobs that they aren't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think that's something you can feel guilty over because no. it has nothing to do with you. Because you... sometimes I can't get jobs because I'm not dark enough. Right. So it's like, it goes hand in hand. I can't be upset about that, you know, because I'm getting these jobs that I'm enough. You right. Know? I think a lot of models, though, fear racism. Actually, it is something to be, especially in high fashion. But do you feel like you've encountered that in the commercial world? Mm, no, I don't think so. I feel like I've been in awkward, like, rooms to where people think that one of my parents are white and they're not. And so, like, some people kind of like, you're lying. You're and they'll press me about it. Then I'm just like, what do I need to lie for? <laughs> like, I wouldn't say it's like racist. I just feel like it's just them like just- Being ignorant and dumb. Yeah, dumb. you know. What's good about this interview is that people will see that like the commercial world is a little bit more, well, it's a lot a bit more safer than the fashion world. The fashion world, it's pretty crazy. A lot yeah. of people experience racism, body shaming. Well, Ooh, body shaming. Yeah, because we mentioned, we were talking about earlier about losing out on a job for someone saying that you're too skinny. too skinny, yeah. And then like you being afraid of being too big, putting on too much muscle so it's so funny because um there was a point where I, I did have like a lot of muscle and my agent looked me dead in my face after we we're done doing digitals your face is getting fat and I was like damn <laughs> and he was like I'm so sorry I didn't even mean to say it like that the person next to me was like wow and he was like I'm so sorry KJ but I was just like it's okay but damn like <laughs> My face is getting fat. This is a hard business if you don't have thick skin. Like if you can't take those types of comments with like a grain of salt. Luckily, I played basketball to where I've had coaches curse at me right. since I was like yeah. 10 years old. So it's like that stuff doesn't affect me. Um, but you got to this is the only job in the world to where you're getting told no weekly. It affects a lot of people. It affected me a lot when I first started. So it's like you just got to be able to take it to the chin, you know, and it's not necessarily no, they don't like your look. It's just no, you don't fit their vision for the thing that they have yeah. going on. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people are like, no, they don't like me. They think I'm ugly and they'll sit on that for a while until they get a job. You can't. You can't do that at all. Right. Thank you for sharing your experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that was a good little gym at the I end. I know it was. That's mm -hmm. a good, it's going to be very helpful <laughs> and stuff. And we got, I'm glad we got that. Yeah. But all right, man, thank you for coming through. Um, I'm hoping that we change this next generation of models to be smarter and, you know. All through your help. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're right. You see? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for coming, sir. Thank you. Peace out. Thanks for listening to today's show and don't forget to hit that follow button to be in the loop when a new episode drops. Be sure to check out my model masterclass by visiting my website, brandonandrephoto.com or by clicking the link in my bio on Instagram at thebrandonandre.